Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yeah, Host Plus is an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. So search, compare Host Plus today. Great to have your company for the Sample Show. My name's Andrew Hayes. This is Jason Regan. And Jason, uh, it's been a big show so far. We've it's spoken been. to Brad Gotch. We've also spoken to Nile Wright just before, the McGarry medalist favourite. Um, and we're going to look ahead in a little bit to round 18. Just a couple of rounds left to go. But there is a team who is charging towards the finals. Absolutely. They've been, I think, the best team in the competition for the last couple of months. Full of Air Peninsula boys, which makes me smile, of course, my old home patch. And the man who's leading them is doing a great job as well. So we're talking about, of course, Nord. And Jade Rawlings, the skipper, joins me on the line right now. The coach, how are you, Jade? Oh, well, thanks, Jase. Go, Hazy. Twiggy, good to have your company. First of all, mate, take us through the win on the weekend. Um, I dare say you got a little bit uncomfortable late. Yeah, we sure did. I got uh, educated very early when I moved to South Australia that winning at the Ponderosa is always challenging. And uh, as it's been the last three times there's been games out there between Centrals and ourselves, Sturt and South Adelaide, it's come down to under a goal and the ball's been at uh, the Centrals end. So it was... Pretty nerve-wracking. We didn't close out the game anywhere near the level we should have, but I think if you went back on any sort of form line over the last six weeks, Centrals has been one of the stronger-performing teams over that period as well, so it probably went to script the, the contest. I think one of the things that Nord has always done consistently well is make it uncomfortable to play at, at the parade, and I know from when I was there, that's what we wanted to do at the Ponderosa. Why is it a little bit different? Why, why is it not fun for the players or everyone involved? I don't think not so much so fun, but I just think it's any time you go away, that it, it's there's challenges to it. And like you said, when you play at home, you know what type of environment you want to create to get things on your terms and make it as challenging for the oppos. So I think the size of the ground is always a challenge. But generally, if you look at the scores at the centrals this year, they've been pretty low scores comparatively, like in the 50s and 60s generally. So there's always the length of the ground that's challenging. Uh, there's for us and Centrals are two teams that value similar things. So you've got two teams trying to fight to get the game on your terms. So yeah, I, I really rate Centrals. I think they got a bit of a touch-up from Sturt in round six. But after the bye, the state game bye, they've been excellent. They've improved all year. And, uh, yeah, they might have a bit of a say on the results of well, the position on the ladder in the last two rounds because of how they're, they're playing and who they're going to be playing. You threatened to get away from them a couple of times and they kept coming, but you would have been proud at how your boys knuckled down late in the contest. I mean, it was a huge game for you guys to win with the way the, the ladder is shaped up. You just had to get over the line in the end. The margin didn't matter. Uh, and the boys, when they needed to get it done down back, they clung on beautifully. Yeah, I think when Lowe kicked his goal, Jason, in the last quarter, six minutes in, I think it was three goals, 16 points or three goals, and 
yeah, well, another one player away, I thought, from probably able to put a gap on them. But, yeah, true to spirit and form for Centrals, they just kept fighting and finding a way. They won critical contests around the ground, especially centre bounce. Uh, Grace started to get going a bit late, which was ball had had uh, contained in for three quarters. So that was a worry. And young Dudley started showing his ability and Fraser Fort jumped up and some good, took a good mark. But, yeah, our backs made some pretty desperate plays late. We probably didn't help ourselves on the last kick-in where we kicked to a contest in the back pocket. But uh, we said to the players the other day that of the 16 games we've played this year, the game has still been in the balance at three-quarter time. So you get very familiar with what's required in those situations, but it doesn't mean to say it plays out the same way every time. But I don't think people are talking about Nick Brokar enough. Uh, again, once again, a big, big performance. And maybe uh, you'd like him to just cruise into the finals under the radar. Yeah, I don't think it will happen, unfortunately. He's an incredibly good player. He, yeah, even around the state period, he was still, oh yeah, he's a good player and he was sort of always in the cusp where he'd get into the team, but he got in, he played well and, yeah, he's he met met every challenge that's been thrown him this year. He's been a couple of tags. He's been able to mentally deal with that and still impact the game and uh, he's really consistent and always comes back to how he prepares his body, how he trains, how he gives to the group in a leadership capacity. So, the, he and Boyd in particular, it's no fluke when you have good years with how you prepare yourself and uh, devote your, your, your life towards trying to be the best player you can be for the club. Uh, Rantel, Kennelly, you've got some depth that can go through the midfield and also play other positions. So I've seen Rantel go forward and do well this uh, this season at times. I thought he was best on ground against the Eagles at Oval Avenue earlier on in the year. He was sensational that day. So you've got a wealth of options now that can run through the midfield, do a job for you, and then either go forward or back and still be productive. Yeah, it's been one of the things I've been really pleased with, Jace, with our group this year is the depth of players that we can play in the midfield. So Josh Richards has become a really good SANFL player and could probably become a really good inside mid, but he plays in the wing for us and does a great job. And uh, as you mentioned, Rentel's become a really good player at this level. Kennelly's been terrific in his form and leadership this year. Also, Loudon, Cotter and Spence go through there as well. We debuted Larkins on the weekend and uh, Panos and Nunn are also pretty pivotal midfielders for us. So it's, um, it's an area we know that we're fortunate to have that we, we coach them hard as to what their requirements are in that part of the ground uh, and having flexibility has been something we've experimented with over the year and about to find out a few things about some players of what they can do if it's not just inside mid. Yeah I mean Luke Sermon gives you that extra flexibility in terms of the big boys and Harry Boyd he's been such a good player as a ruckman but is he also this pinch hitting midfielder Twiggy? <laughs> yeah well, it's uh, as I mentioned before Hazy would at times you try to experiment with your players to see what you might be able to gain is another advantage and you don't know unless you give it a go and there's always risk attached to it. But, yeah, at times we've had Luke take centre bounce and Harry be a midfielder for the centre bounce and sometimes for that next couple of plays be a midfielder. So he's a really good follow-up player and those two have worked well together and a lot of the reason they've worked together is because Harry's been open to it. He's uh, very selfless, incredibly team-orientated and uh, whatever we ask to for the team to be able to benefit in relation to Luke's involvement. Harry's the first one to support it. So it's uh, always a good sign for your team and your club and you've got players thinking that way. Can I be selfish here for a moment, Jaden? just ask you about the connection with the Air Peninsula now. You've taken that zone over and we know how rich it was for Port Adelaide for many, many years. Lots of players on the red legs list at the moment uh, hail from over that way. Uh, my ex- uh, next-door neighbour, actually, Tristan Binder, 
Just uh, the sheepdog running around in the reserves for you guys at the moment. He's had a taste of it at senior level. But there's a lot of EP boys that are coming over. It's a long trek over from the Air Peninsula and they've found their home at the Red Legs and seem to be enjoying life. Yeah, I think the only way this works is if the club fully embraces their zone and our club has been fantastic in being able to really get our feet on the ground in the Air Peninsula. And you know, it's like, Jace, if you're going to invest, you have to be there with face-to-face. -face. You can't just talk about it. You've got to do it. And I think Rich Rowder at our football club has been leading the charge in relation to being engaging people in the EP, awareness of potential players, but also with the competition. There's a lot of comps over there that are having awareness of all that. But we've been really fortunate. A lot of our EP players have come over and really committed to the program and then, in turn, have been able to get to a level to play regular senior footy. And we want to increase that with the players that we continue to bring over through our under-18s program and, and then keep them in our senior program. So... It's what you make of it, and we really care about it and think it can be a really competitive advantage if we keep maximising the, the talents over there, but also the quality of character. Looking ahead to this weekend, there's nothing better than Friday Night Football and then at the parade. Uh, it's interesting matchup, this one. You're obviously going to go in as favourites, and the Bays have, I mean, to be honest with you, have, have probably been in all sorts the last sort of few weeks, but they're a team that you couldn't at any stage take lightly. No, and I have a lot of respect for Glenelg as a club, and and for how they coach, I, I really like Brett Hand as a fellow, and I know what, I know how much he puts into it, and his knowledge on footy is really strong. And they're a mature team, and yeah, I watched what they did um, against the Eagles about three, four weeks ago, and it was full of dominance for certainly the first two and a half quarters, and really strong performance. So I think when we've got a history over the last two years, we haven't been able to beat Glenelg yet. So when you look at that, it does lend itself to a pretty good battle uh, with both. Same wins, losses on the ladder and percentage is not far off either. So there's a lot on, a lot at stake and this game will probably define out of us two who was able to get up towards that top three and try and consolidate themselves. Twiggy, always a pleasure. You guys are absolutely on fire and the red legs, it would seem, you do some good things in the final. So best of luck the last couple of games and beyond and we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Daisy. Go on, Jase. There you go, the coach of the red legs. And you mentioned before, Twiggy Rawlins. I mean, he's this uh, team looks red hot. Right now, North Adelaide, I mean, the latter would suggest as well that North Adelaide are the team to beat, but if you had to predict at least a grand final, it would look like it's going to be North Adelaide Nord. And if that is the case, geez, I'm all for that, because last time was 2018, there were 40,000 plus at Adelaide Oval. It was a spectacle. And there will be again. Uh, these are the two sides that have the biggest following now in the SNFL, North and Nord, no question about it. Uh, the faithful red legs are still there. They get along. Uh, and look, I think they're two pretty evenly matched sides as well. Uh, there's that grunt and grit that the Red Legs have about them these days. Almost uh, a team full of Gary McIntoshes out there getting around uh, against that classy silk lineup that North Adelaide have. They play different footy and they match up pretty well against each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing them go out at finals time. Mm, still to get back Matt Nunn as well and Matt Panos. So they're going to be absolutely stacked at the absolute right time of the year. Uh, Nord, taking on the Bays, we mentioned just before, be hard to tip against the Red Legs. I don't think you can uh, at the moment. Glenelg haven't shown much in the last few weeks and uh, they're a bit up and down, topsy-turvy inside matches as well, not just uh, week to week. So uh, you don't play four quarters of footy against Nord. Uh, you, you're not going to win. Roosters taking on the Bloods. Great to see West Adelaide get a win. But the Roosters, their form at Prospect on Saturday, that is a, a mission impossible for the Bloods, unfortunately. It would seem. I'm going to get a two-kilo bag of uh, mixed lollies for Gotchi yeah, yeah. uh, and just drop him off at the bench because he's going to need them this week. 
don't. He doesn't want to fall back into it. <laughs> we heard from Gotchi just before. Ditch the lollies, and now the uh, the be- the belly is all the better for it. He um, about play Gotchi at the moment. He's looking good. <laughs> yeah, he's looking good. Dogs taking on the Crows. We'll wait and see what happens with the Crows selection-wise, but um, that's going to be at Adelaide Oval as well before the May match. So um, great result there. Sorry, following the AFL game. Yes. So good to see Sample Footy at Adelaide Oval. I know the players absolutely love it. Um, dogs are playing some good football. I they are. Upset this. Uh, I, I've enjoyed watching them in the last couple of months, the dogs. Uh, since McCormick come back, um, I think they've been much better. And uh, we know how good Presbury is, but he's had some some help, uh, I guess, in the latter part of the year, which would please him. Hopefully they can hold on to him long term. And uh, I think they're going places down to the Ponderosa. Eagles taking on Sturt. Eagles fighting for a spot in the five. Sturt fighting to stay in the five. This is going to be a very hard full game. Look, I could be way off base here, but I've, I've seen a bit of Sturt and the Eagles this year, and I think the Eagles are a better side. And I think not only will they win this week, uh, and there won't be much in it, a three or four goal, but I think not only will they win this week, but I think they'll leapfrog Sturt in, this, in the last round of the year and play finals. There you go. And who knows what the Eagles to do if they can get a ticket. Yeah. Bit of a dead rubber the last game. Panthers taking on Port Adelaide. Your Panthers need to show something. Absolutely never a dead rubber when South Adelaide take on Port Adelaide, my friend. 1979 grand final. Uh, we need some revenge for that. Again, with the AFL clubs, it always depends on who's available for selection, but uh, not a lot to play for for the Panthers. I'll tip them anyway. Great stuff, Jase. Always a pleasure. Always great to be with you, my good man, and Very look forward stuff. to doing it again next week. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you get a chance as well, like we always say, get down, support your local footy team. And as we say each and every week, if you can, get out there, support some local footy. Uh, like Jay said, we'll catch you next week. Have a great one. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.